Hello, my name is Jim. This is my podcast, The Bloody Vegans. You're very welcome to it. Uh, each week, I'll be traveling ever deeper into the world of veganism, discovering along the way a multitude of viewpoints from the political and ethical to the practical. I'll be doing this through a series of conversations, each aiming to further illuminate my understanding and hopefully yours of all things plant-centric. So, uh, in this week's episode, I'm going to be chatting with Jade Crawford, head chef at Forest Green Rovers. Uh, to my knowledge, the still the world's first and only vegan football club or, or soccer, if um, you're not from uh, these shores. Um, so Jade is an incredible chef, um, obviously catering for uh, a unique football crowd uh, on a on a week by week basis, uh, some sort of three to four thousand people uh, on a weekly basis that she is making uh, provision for through excellent vegan food. Uh, I may say, having been there a, a good few times now, uh, it is second to none at any any sporting arena that I've ever I've ever kind of had the pleasure to go to. Um, so more power to Jade. Excellent work. We're going to be chatting about all kinds of things, including the, the kind of current lockdown and and also Jade's incredible new website, Jade's Green Kitchen, uh, where for the first time we're going to get access to some of Jade's recipes uh, via this kind of exclusive online blog. Uh, so check out this conversation between me and Jade Crawford from Forest Green Rovers. <laughs> We've been, it's been about a week and a half, two weeks now that we, that, uh, I think it's been about a week that Forest Green completely got into hibernation. So we are planning on working on next season stuff, you know, like getting everything prepared, writing menus, um, just everything like that. And yeah, and then we've like, just gone completely furloughed now. Forest Green's not in action. Um, so, I mean, I live on my own. I'm self-isolating in Stroud. I've only moved to Stroud about a month ago as well, so picked a great time for it. <laughs> but um, I, uh, yeah, I've just been, like, so I haven't been doing forest green work, but I have, obviously, cooking's, like, one of my hugest passions, so I have been cooking a lot. And it's actually kind of brought back my love for intricate cooking. So, obviously, at Forest Green, I do huge batch cooking. Um, so I have to make sure that everything... Um, you know, like things aren't plated. It's more like buffet style, unless you're in a suite. And even then, it's not really plated. It's still buffet. It's just smaller. Um, so here, I've been obviously cooking for myself. So I've like, been putting it on a plate. I've been nicely presenting it. Um, so I've been doing that. I've been writing up new recipes. Um, I've been working on my website, which will kind of go live in the next few days, hopefully. I've, my brother set it up for me because he's an absolute pro. But... Um, I, uh, I've been kind of editing myself, so it's not going to be um, the most uh, professional website in the world, but at least people can see my recipes instead of me posting a picture and being like, yeah, here's a picture of my food, but I'm not <laughs> going to tell you what's in it. <laughs> so, yeah, I've just been doing that. And then I haven't actually been trying to focus too much on cooking because it will like make me go a bit crazy if I, that's all I do. So, you know, I've been painting, um, I've been learning to juggle, <laughs> um I've been you know just like doing things that kind of um just kind of 
I can lose my mind in a little bit, exercising obviously, but I would do that anyway. Just have to do it, run outside rather than in the gym and do home workouts, which is fine. But, um, you know, it's just it's just different. It's different not getting out, you know, because I'm quite a sociable person. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited about the website. So, <laughs> <laughs> so for getting to finally um, sort of get some of your recipes uh, and get, yeah. get cooking with some of them. So... Like it, where the, you mentioned the idea sort of came almost from like posting things on social media and almost thinking, you know, I, I haven't actually shared the recipe here. I've just shared this image. Is that, was that the kind of the inception or have you kind of long thought about, you know, whether it be blogs or, or recipe writing or cookery books? Is that long been a, a plan of yours? Yeah, it has been, to be honest. And it's because it like everything's so busy when the football season's on. I've been like, right, I need to do it. I need to do it. And I mean, I was hoping to kind of write a cookbook, but obviously all that will be on hold now for ages because of what's going on with the corona. Um, so I thought, you know what, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to use this time to um, do things that I've been needing to do. And one of the things I need to do is just make a platform where I can just post my recipes because the amount of people that will reply to a story or just write on under the picture on my Instagram, can like can can you share the recipe? And I'll end up just typing out the recipe for them. But so if I just had that that platform that was literally there, so I could just be like right, I made this today. I'll type up the recipe. Here you go. The link is in the link is in my bio. Easy as that. And once it's done, it's done. I can keep up with it. But it was just getting that initial initial stage done really so yeah nearly there <laughs> and have you, have you sort of put pen to paper yet have you got some some recipes ready to go ready to post on the website mm, I mean I've probably got about six notepads full of recipes Um that's just from like because I don't really um when I cook even at forest green I kind of um I'll just kind of make it up as I go along in a way um especially at home like i do it um, like I, I'll, I'll never look at a recipe at home unless it's something specific <laughs> i want to make but um so I'll, whenever i make anything at home i will just literally jot down what i've put in it just and that's even back in when i was in australia i've got like two notepads from when i was in australia cooking i just i've i've never like actually physically written them out so i've got a load of recipes that I could get through, yeah. Um, what I was actually thinking of doing in this quarantine period is um, because obviously people are finding it quite hard to get certain things from the shops. Um, what I was thinking is I could do, say, five posts a week of, say, a certain vegetable. So if you went onto my website and you typed in sweet potato in the search button, it would come up with all the sweet potato recipes. So anything you can do with sweet potato, and they could be quite simple recipes that hopefully you'd have in your cupboard. Um, so like this week, I've done. I went wild garlic picking because I don't know if you've been. I don't know um, if it's the same where you live, but um, the you can find garlic wild garlic just everywhere at the moment, in mainly in forests and stuff. So I went and picked a huge bunch of wild garlic and I've just been creating recipes around that now. So um, trying to get like people out there and like, if you do live near a place where you can pick wild garlic, it's such a good, like you can pretty much put it with anything, but it's such a good addition to a recipe because it just gives us such a good garlicky flavour. It's really tasty and it's, it's really good for you as well. It's, I imagine super fresh at the moment and full of flavour. 
Yeah, it's best to pick it now and in the, maybe a, the next month or so because that's when it stays fresh. It's when the leaves go a little bit yellowy, browny that you can't, um, uh, that you shouldn't really use it. Goes a bit sour. But I mean, yeah, it's got loads of benefits. It kind of like helps reduce your blood pressure um, and it's got like, loads of vitamins in it, like um, vitamins A and C, um, and it's got like antiviral properties and stuff, which obviously would be very good in this time. So, yeah, it's pretty cool. Super helpful. I love mm. this idea of um, sort of supporting people through this difficult time with, with these recipes based on uh, on sort of in, in individual vegetables. I mean, Do you like that? Yeah. I think it's an awesome idea. I mean, I, I've certainly been in that boat myself. Like, I've, you know, you tend to, I don't know about you, but I, I, I'm obviously I'm buying what's available um, and what, I've found tends to be available is um, actually fresh vegetables. You know, I'm only shopping sort of on a week by week basis still when I can get mm -hmm. like an online slot um, or trying to go um, sort of super small and local, like to a greengrocer's if there's still those, those kind of open. And, yeah. um, and so the things that tend to be available don't tend to be the tin long life stuff because everyone's <laughs> seems to be buying into those but mm -hmm. um getting potatoes and carrots and things like that actually they seem quite readily available but knowing what to do with them is probably my, my biggest challenge so um mm. that's like i think a super helpful idea you, you doing that so if nice we, if we had a like a recipe I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here but like nope. top of your head like two or three things to do with say sweet potato like um that that would be kind of straightforward most people would have the majority of the ingredients in their kind of cupboards mm -hmm. what 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 would be your kind of advice so sweet potato one of my favorite ways to have sweet potato is sweet potato jacket really tasty and you can get the outside really crunchy and then the insides just like fluff so um, what I recently had, um, really simple, I had jacket, sweet, ja sweet potato jacket with um, some chickpeas. I mean, they're also quite hard to come by. I think this, the shops are kind of starting to restock now, but I mean, you could do um, beans, you could do other veg, you can do like lentils, whatever you've got in your cupboard, really. Um, but you could, all you need to do is like fry off the chickpeas with some like paprika, cumin. Um, I stuck some... Um, coriander in there and just some coconut yogurt just to make the sauce and it and just poured that on top of my sweet potato jacket and that was just like it was like four four, four ingredients and it was just really tasty um, not particularly expensive either I no exactly no I, I mean yeah I mean coconut yogurt obviously isn't um, overly easy to come come by it might not be I'm not sure um in most a lot of places but i mean you can make a sauce with pretty much anything like if you want to make a roux you can just use plant-based milk like butter flour and then plant-based milk and you've got your sauce base and then you can add any flavors to that to make a sauce you know talking so, of sauce bases actually but i'm sorry i've cut across your sweet potato recipe that's all right. <laughs> i have to go back to those absolutely critical i want to hear at least another two sweet potato uh, top tips but um you just reminded me when you're talking about sauce bases that I I watched recently your video. I think it was on Joe when you did the kind of interview, the plant powered um, uh, plant powered kind of series on Joe. Yeah. And uh, you were talking about making a bechamel sauce, and um, I wanted to make a bechamel sauce at home, so I was trying to 
piece together from that video because it was really short. It wasn't obviously a recipe. You were just kind of very quickly talking oh, yeah. about uh, making macaroni cheese. Uh, mm-hmm. And I was trying to make it for my little one. <laughs> so, um, bit of um, bit of advice whilst I've got you. So <laughs> yeah, no worries. How how do I start making a vegan bechamel? Right. So I always go with the um, the ratio. I mean, well, if you're sort of like if you're making a standard sauce for your size family, yeah. I was just thinking I don't always go at that because I'm making it at work. I do way more, but yeah, I'm just going to talk yeah. about that. <laughs> um, so I go 85 grams of plant based spread um, to 100 grams of flour, and then so you melt the um, vegan spread first. And then add the flour once it's melted. Give it a really good stir so you get like this really thick paste. And then once you've got the paste, keep it on the heat, but slowly add like plant-based milk and whisk it. Just keep whisking. And as the milk heats, it will just get hotter and hotter and hotter. Um, no, sorry, thicker and thicker. Obviously, it will get hotter when it when it heats. Um, so yeah, if it once it um, uh, what am I saying? Once, yeah, so keep whisking it. Once it heats up, it will keep getting thicker. Um, and, yeah, and then that's literally it. Just keep adding your milk until you've got the amount that you want. You can probably, with the ratio, what I just gave you, of the 85 grams to 100 grams, you could probably use about a litre of plant-based milk. Yeah, yeah. And you'll get, yeah, and that'll be, like, a nice consistency then. And then you can just add, like, whatever you're putting in. So if I was in a vegan mac and cheese, I'd put in nutritional yeast, uh, mustard powder, um, sometimes chili, but depends on like who's eating. Obviously, you wouldn't give your child chili. I don't know. Some a lot of kids don't like spicy food, um, and vegan cheese. So I just um, grate it in and let it melt, and then um, some salt, pepper. And that's about it, really. Nice, very Tasty. nice. Very yeah, pretty simple, really effective, and you can literally not tell the difference if you get a good vegan cheese. And at the moment, like, think I'm just thinking things that are in my house. Like, I've definitely got spread. I've definitely got flour, mm-hmm. and um, and plant milk. Actually, like, I've found going to the the smaller, um, the smaller kind of manufacturers. Like, I I, I personally, I mean, I, I know you're a big Oatly Oatly barista fan. I went to um, <laughs> Minor Figures. Um, oh yeah yeah and like you can you can do a, you know a decent sized order from minor figures and it, it just came in like a couple of days and so i'm like really oh. nicely stocked up actually and you even get that's a free handy sticker. oh so, nice <laughs> little, i wouldn't mind a new sticker i do love a sticker so <laughs> um yeah it was um shout out to minor figures i think yeah it was a really good yeah. job so would you typically in that kind of bechamel if you're making that mac and cheese would you use an oat milk yeah, it depends what I've got. So um, at work, I'd always use oat milk. So obviously, Oatly are our sponsors. Um, at home, to be fair, the only plant-based milk I have is Oatly because I love it. But I did actually start off drinking almond milk when before I even went vegan. I started drinking almond milk actually. Um, so that's what I started off on. But then as soon as I tried oat milk in tea, I just couldn't. I yeah, just nothing was the same again. It's next. <laughs> it's, it's the king of the plant milks. I say. Personally. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I just love their branding, and like obviously, I've met a lot of the. Um, so cool. Isn't yeah, it? I, yeah, it's so awesome. And I've met a lot of the um, the staff at Oatly, and they're all just such lovely people. I just, yeah, I just I'm Oatly for and through. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. That, is, yeah, uh, is it it's Scandinavian business, isn't it? Oatly. Uh, Swedish. Swedish. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, so that's cool. Very Glad cool. I knew the answer to that one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a feeling it was, and I couldn't remember if it was Swedish or Norwegian or Danish. Or, like, I couldn't quite remember, but yeah, they're they're very cool. And uh, yeah. and obviously on the I think they're on the shorts, aren't they, of Forest Green Rovers? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, and I think on the back of the shirt as well. Is it? Yeah, Love so it. that's cool. Yeah, they're yeah because their logo is awesome as well. So yeah. it's really cool. They've got yeah. some. They've got some really cool adverts, haven't they? The um, like like milk, but for humans advert. I yeah, think, we've really got that cool. on um on the stadium, like as one of the adverts on one of the stands. Very Just says cool. like milk for humans. It's hilarious. Very cool. I love it. Um, yeah, going back to what we were saying Let's about um, yeah. beans and stuff like that, like tinned food. Do you find it funny how, um, I don't know if you've seen the meme, but it cracked me, cracked me up loads when I heard it. So, well, I didn't hear it, I saw it. But, um, yeah, it's oh, um, when people take their mick out of vegans because um, how, do, how do you survive on a vegan <laughs> diet? And then it says, oh, look at everyone now stocking up on all their chickpeas and, like, tin soups. And <laughs> I know. Like, it, it, totally. I, I've, I felt this recently. I was like, I was got into a supermarket and obviously you know responsibly socially distancing and all the rest of it but i was in a supermarket going down the aisle which is usually like my my home probably your home too but mm-hmm. the you know where all the lentils and the chickpeas are and stuff and i was like yeah. i felt like i'd been sort of personally robbed i was like hold on a minute <laughs> there's there's less than one percent of us this is not your aisle get back down your meat aisle <laughs> yeah exactly now you want it <laughs> so funny yeah it's it's totally true that meme Mm. and even i don't know if you found this but even the which is why actually i turned to minor figures and i'm glad i did because i'll i'll just keep doing that now instead of um going to the supermarket for plant milk but um the plant milk aisle as well obviously because it's long life yeah was like empty (laughs) oh oh god yeah so um people are enjoying the yeah exactly like yeah, exactly. Because it's because they can keep it in their cupboard for a month or two. Totally. But that just shows, doesn't it? So there's one part of me thinking, well, this is quite good because, you know, they're going to taste it. They'll buy Oatly Barista. They'll buy, you know, Minor Figures. They'll buy Alpro, whatever it is. They'll they'll pick their milk. They'll love it. And then they won't go back and it'll be awesome. And by the end of this, we'll have loads of vegans. Mm. was my sort of very optimistic viewpoint. Yeah. And, and then on a personal note, I was kind of like, they've taken all the milk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What are we supposed to drink? Yeah, exactly. No, it's true. Well, hopefully you're right. Hopefully that is the case. And people see, like, people get used to drinking it. Like, it's not like there isn't cow's milk on the shelves at the moment anyway. But I guess people are just thinking, well, it saves me another trip to the shop. Yeah, I, but, snuck, um, I snuck it in for my parents' delivery as well. I was doing them at oh, nice. a food shop, so I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to buy them some oat milk and yeah. um, tell them, well, it's long life, so, you know, give it a try, <laughs> pop it in your tea, all the rest of it. Love it. We'll see yeah, that's it good. Yeah. Anyway, we, we went off into bechamel, my fault, mm. when we mm. were talking about sweet potatoes. We so, were talking about sweet potatoes. So we had an awesome baked sweet potato recipe yep yeah nice um so i mean sweet potato as a potato as as a vegetable is so versatile in itself like obviously you can roast it you can mash it you can have a jacket potato you can make it into chips you know you can do so many different things with it um so i don't know like 
what I mean like a roasted sweet potato salad with like a nice homemade dressing um like obviously yeah if you like roast them you can put like oh actually oh, on my instagram i've got a picture of a roasted sweet potato and grilled artichoke salad with like a peppercorn um creamy dressing it's probably my favorite salad that i've ever eaten because i i love grilled artichokes as well i don't know what happens to them when you cook them the flavor the saltiness like the flavor just it, it enhances so much it's really really good so definitely worth trying that um yeah like you can make a shepherd's pie with sweet potato on top instead of um instead of normal potato um i mean possibilities are endless Pretty versatile right yeah i mean all vegetables are like i think my one tip um for people obviously um you said earlier about you go to the shop and there's no tin stuff but there's a lot of fresh stuff at the moment which is like annoying if you want to go to the shop if you don't want to go to the shop as often but at the same time if you buy the hardy vegetables like potatoes sweet potatoes carrots you know broccoli will probably last about four days so before it starts getting a bit soft cauliflower will last quite a while um so um, butternut squash is amazing like that that will last about a month um and you can and again so versatile so i think the best thing to do is buy your hard vegetables that will last a while and then you've and then you've got vegetables for every meal then for like a week, two weeks, you know. So you just have to. I mean, I went to the shop the other day and bought some straw. I love a smoothie in the morning after my run, and I went bought some strawberries and like in two days they were just pretty much off. So I finished them up, but I went to the shop again today and I thought, what's the point in buying the strawberries because I've got like I have to like fit them all into two smoothies because they just they just go they just go off so quickly, which is a shame. So. Have you kind of like you talk about the strawberry bit there? Have you kind of like adapted your shop since you've been trying to perhaps shop left less socially distance a bit more that kind of stuff? Has there been mm. some like adaptations across the rest of like your typical food shop? Have you been eating slightly differently as a result? Would you say? I'd say I've been eating differently in, in the way that I've been cooking a lot more for myself because obviously being a chef and working like if we have an event on. I'll just kind of nibble at work and then I'll just have a snack in the evening or something. So I've definitely been cooking for myself a lot better than I would. I always, even when, like, before this stuff happened, I'd always have a smoothie in the morning, whether it be, you know, just like a strawberry, banana and apple, um, or um, just like a green smoothie, which I love, which is um, kale, spinach, lettuce, um, apple, pear and banana I think, isn't it? Yeah. So that that's um that's a real oh and just said and celery as well. So that's one of my favourite smoothies. But um I don't know, like I've definitely been I've definitely been cooking for myself or I'd say I've I I mean when I could, my first shop on this quarantine business, there was no tin food, there was nothing. Um so I just literally bought fresh food and was just making salads. But now the shops are restocking a little bit more. I'm kind of buying a few more tin stuff. I made like a veggie bean burger the other day, just for like some chickpeas and some um, vegetables all um, like mushed up and put into a patty, basically, which was quite nice. Um, I actually made some bread as well the other day, which I never, ever do, because it's kind of like time-consuming, isn't it? And I guess I end up... I feel like this has opened my eyes a lot to how much time I spend with people as well. So if I'm not at work, I'm I can be at home, but I'll have someone round or 
I, I love my own space. But when you're kind of forced to have your own space, it's a little bit different, isn't it? Yeah, totally. How, how, are, you, how are you kind of getting on with that? Are you, I mean, you mentioned that you've kind of you started to refine some creative pursuits. Mm-hmm. Like, is, has, has that been kind of um, the experience so far? Like, whether it be bread making or painting or <laughs> learning to juggle, that you've kind of like started to realise that there's more time to, to do some of those things you've always wanted to do? Yeah, 100% is. And you know what? It's, I mean, so when I was travelling Australia, I had a lot of time for myself. And this is kind of where like I picked up a lot of these hobbies. Like, um, I before that I was such a social person I was because I live with people I live with six other people like I was just always with people always with my friends and then being in Australia that was like a huge shock to me because I'd never spent time alone I'd never really kind of thought what do I want to do now what what can I do can I pick up and read a book can I you know um so that that time then has now helped me to bring that part of me back and realise, okay, so I've, you know, I've got all this stuff that I can be doing. I'm literally looking at it right now. I've got, like, a pile of hundreds of books in here. You know, I've got, like, my DJ decks that I haven't done in since I've been back from Australia pretty much because I've just been, I mean, like, spending time with people is amazing and it's great, but then you're not, you're not really kind of gaining any skills apart from, like, people skills or social skills. You're not gaining anything from you know, hanging out with people all the time, it's so important to keep learning, like just keep your brain active all the time. And I feel like that's uh, this quarantine has definitely pushed me to do that. Yeah, which is good. It's a good thing. I just hope it doesn't go on too long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a threshold, right? <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. The novelty might wear off at yeah. a certain point. <laughs> yeah, for, for sure, definitely. Um, being in such like a, a people focused role you know like your your role like on a on a Saturday afternoon it's like I mean there's such a buzz from it there's thousands of people um you know feeding them all loads of conversations lots of you know hard work to be done like to go from that pace to where where we're kind of at now um as it as it kind of made you sort of take take a bit of stock if you like on on kind of life in general that's quite a deep question <laughs> um yeah it has like I I was yeah I was constantly busy like my you know like I use my iPhone as a calendar and it was just like dot 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 on every day and it's always something and it's so weird like now you just look at it and there's nothing <laughs> and it, it's like it makes you realize how busy life was back then uh, back then it was like a week ago but still it feels like so <laughs> it much longer feel like so much longer there doesn't it yeah it does and it makes you realize it does make you like um you know more in touch with yourself like i've been i've been doing um meditating for the last few days um which i, I do struggle with a bit actually because my mind wanders a lot but they say that's a good thing so i'm just gonna keep up with that um and yoga and everything like that it's definitely a good time to be in touch with yourself and I think the worst thing you can do is kind of mope around and just sit there and watch telly, meaningless telly. Like if you're watching documentaries that you're learning from, that's great. But to sit there and just watch series after series, your mind's just going to go numb. Like you're not going to gain anything. So you just need to try and take this as a positive and use it, you know, use it to your advantage, I guess. Yeah, like, yeah, totally agree. It's, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of, 
sort of rest or stock taking, if you like, going on across. I hope there is anyway. I, I I wonder. I'd love to get your view on it, but I do wonder. We've talked about like the the oat milk aisles and so on, and um, just before we started recording, we were talking about like pollution levels and stuff. I'm kind of intrigued as to your view. Do you do you kind of? I know it's really early to say, but do you think there'll be kind of long lasting change off the back of of this kind of sort of almost like uh, social experience that we're all kind of going through this collective experience mm. so do you mean um for the planet or yeah i guess like on all levels like do you think yeah we'll, we'll change the way we interact with each other or the way mm. we treat the planet the food system there's so many angles you could look at this and so say, many I wonder if we would start to reflect on the way that we, I don't know, animal agriculture or the way we've been polluting the planet or, you know, what's your view on it? uh, Yeah, I mean, I have quite a lot of views on this, but I mean, with the animal agriculture aspect, like I've heard um, a lot of people say, because obviously, you know, with the blue skies coming in, I think it's amazing. Can you believe like one week humans in quarantine and the weather's like the best it's been for about a year? which is nuts, but like, people are saying, oh, yeah, but, um, you know, farms are still going, animal agriculture is still, still going, you know, people are still buying meat, but the pollution, the CO2 emissions have dropped. But what well, I just said, but the thing is, yeah, people are still buying meat, but nowhere near in the consumption of what we were buying meat, we, they, sorry, <laughs> were buying meat because, like, if you think McDonald's, KFC, Birking, all the huge chains that would... Like, I mean, I think McDonald's, 28 million patties a week they go through in beef. And that's that's just beef. Um, yeah, so that's obviously, that's declined completely. So, yeah, people are still buying off probably local farmers that will sell to the supermarkets. Maybe even some bigger, you know, chains that sell to supermarkets. But it's nowhere, it's, I mean, I'd love to know the actual um, meat sales dropped no since this has happened but um yeah i mean i i i i think we have um this whole coronavirus pandemic where um you know everyone's wearing gloves and wearing uh, masks it's creating a lot more waste than we would um which to be honest can't really be helped at the moment um because of what's going on but hopefully you know ho- I don't know. I think I, I think it'll be hard for people to either if this goes on for months, people either have an anxiety, it's like social anxiety because they're not used to it. <laughs> people will either go crazy because they can go out again. Um, I mean, there'll probably be a load of um, married um, divorces in 2021 and uh, a, a load of babies being born in the beginning of next year. <laughs> Um, yeah, I just think there's, I think I I really find it hard to see how society will go back to how it was. I think it will be hard to see how the world will go back to what it was, to be honest, especially for small businesses. Um, you know, that this is like 2020, 2019, you know, last two, three years, the, the incline in the amount of small businesses, the amount of people that are, you know, doing their own thing. It's been amazing. And now this has happened, like a lot of those small businesses will unfortunately have to shut down. It's really, yeah, it's really sad. That It really is. I mean, and that, that 
that bit I think is um that's really interesting to see how that plays out. I mean, we've all sort of um you know the kind of gig economy if you like everybody kind of having everyone being self-employed everyone having uh six or seven different uh jobs and revenue streams and side hustles and this that the other um and social media being so intrinsic to to people's kind of businesses and um obviously social media is not necessarily stopped but people are promoting things aren't they they're they're promoting a service they provide or uh um you know, it might be a creative skill that they have. It might be uh, being a personal trainer, any of these kind of things. And I think I see so many of these amazing businesses, small small business owners in the vegan community, and it, it does sort of worry me that that they're they're not going to get um, they're not going to survive this. And I think it's sort of incumbent upon us to all support them as much as we can remotely. You know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's all we can do, really. It just—it's a shame that from what's going to happen with this is that the bigger businesses that are able to stay open in this time will actually benefit more. So you know, in the people that need need it the most, um, that like they won't get it. It is quite sort of. It's quite. I think there's a lot of potential positives that could come out of this, um, but I, I almost like. Uh, but there's so many negatives i just hope that we don't lose sight of the positives too you know the, mm-hmm. the blue skies and the actually i could drink plant milk and um, yeah i yeah. could eat vegan food and um you know i i felt a lot better and even the like being outdoors and spending time with our families like yeah yeah exactly being closer to nature because that's the one time a day we can go out you know so go for a walk which I'm sure like the majority of the population never do so that's the really good thing to get people out yeah well mm. I was thinking about your, your like your expeditions to get the wild garlic you know like yeah would you have necessarily had the time or inclination to do that if you were you know working your full-time job and then you know you've got friends lined up to see and all that kind of stuff and then what what sort of benefit do you have like on a sort of on a real individual level like Mm. how good is it almost for the soul without sounding too like hokey that you've got to go out and you know experience that uh being that in contact with nature and the food sourced directly you know yeah 100 percent. yeah and it actually is, is so true because i wouldn't have I literally probably wouldn't have because I would have got home late from work. Well, not late, probably about four or five-ish. And then have dinner by the time, you know, I wouldn't just go, oh, I'm going to go up to Ambly for a walk this afternoon. <laughs> it just, But I will make sure that I do put that into my, like, every other day routine from now on. You know, don't get me wrong, like, I love walking, but things just get in the way when life's busy, 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 you know. So, um, yeah, it is, yeah, it's definitely um, got me a lot more in touch with nature. And just foraging, like finding your own food, what an amazing thing. Like the fact that there is still food out there that you can just go and pick and use as a herb in your cooking. I think that's pretty amazing. Have you been doing that for a while? Are you, are you quite sort of skilled at that? Because it, it does require a bit of bit of skill, you know. I, I don't think mm. I necessarily, I'm probably too much of a... Um, uh, a city dweller if you like to have, um, <laughs> to be able to wander out into the countryside and, and pick sort of safely and confidently yeah yeah where did you I learn mean, that sort of skill 
Uh, again, Australia. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, I mean, it's obviously different out there because they have different things growing and everything like that. But um, working on a lot of farms, that kind of got me in touch with things growing because, you know, they wouldn't, if I work on a, um, say, a tomato farm, they'd have other things growing there as well. So I'd get to know. I mean, I've I've got probably every herb you can imagine growing in my kitchen right now. Which is I love I love growing I love growing vegetables and herbs and I mean I haven't really got the space to grow vegetables because you know it's not exactly I mean I've got an avocado tree which is amazing but it's still a baby so it's not actually giving me any avocados um, but yeah I just love the fact that I can just cook and then just grab a bit of rosemary off of my growing bush that's something that I'd love to do at Forest Green one day actually is have a little um that well big greenhouse where we can grow vegetables and herbs and stuff that would be very cool i wanted to um to to talk to you about um well as we were talking about this this idea of supporting local businesses um I, i'm just I, it reminds me of the last trip i had to forest green um and um it was just it was really cool because I, I i didn't know that you guys were uh sort of in talks with or or being supported by in any way but I I had um I think it was Biff's chicken wings there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and whilst they're not local to Forest Green necessarily, they're like a, a small up and coming business who are, who are doing some incredible things. Um and I, I was just intrigued as to like um whether that was something that like you came across came across uh, and and sort of got on their menu or whether the the club had, had worked with them before or where those sort of relationships kind of come from because there's been a few isn't there over the over the years yeah there has actually um so with biffs um uh, so our commercials manager paula she actually got in touch with them but we'd we'd been in chats with them before um, um I'm pretty sure they'd been to the ground once and then Paula got in touch with them and just said um you know how would you like to be our menu partner for this game and what they do is they supply the starter and then you know like we put it on social media and everything like that and um which was amazing and people love people went mad for their wings they absolutely loved it they're, they're great aren't they they're, I love Biff's I love their branding they're amazing people so it was really nice it was a really cool game actually when you when you came wasn't it because it was um there's a lot of people there it was a really busy one um but yeah they uh so stuff like that like I mean Paul will reach out to people I'll reach out to people on Instagram I mean I don't use any other social networking site really apart from Instagram I just prefer it I just yeah, I, I prefer it to any other one. Um, so I reach, like, if I see a new brand or if I see a brand that would be in fitting with Forest Green, um, like I'll get in touch or sometimes people will get in touch with me. Um, LinkedIn also, people will get in touch on there if they've got new, um, if they, well, not new, if they just got a vegan food brand, you know. So, um, yeah, there's a, it's, it's cool. Like, people reach out, I reach out, you know. We all, um, we all do our bit to kind of try and make those relationships with people and different brands and stuff yeah it's such a again just such a cool example i think of the the club and you and um sort of supporting the vegan community at, at large through the through the food particularly um, definitely and yeah I, I i had i hadn't ever heard of them until sort of trying the 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 wings uh for the starter and was like um, this is incredible like, really cool the little sugar cane bone kind of idea is really cute <laughs> as well 
<laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Because when I first tried them, at, oh, that's yeah, that actually reminds me of where we met them. We went, me and Paula went to a Bid Foods event, um, which was um, Bid Foods, like a, one of our suppliers, and Biff's um, sell through Bid Foods. So we met them at the event, and like we tried one of their bones, and I was like. Um, I was a bit weirded out. I was like, I'm vegan. No, always. He was like, oh, no, the bones make you sugarcane. You can actually eat it as well. I was like, what? So, yeah, I was a bit, like, blown away by that, actually. And I think it's a bit of a, um, I think a bit of a funny one because, you know, some people do struggle with meat substitutes that are too alike, like vegans. So you've got, obviously, different types of vegans. You've got your vegans that do it because they hate meat the vegans do it because they like meat but they don't want to do it for the animals or the planet you know anything like that so for me I used to be quite a big meat eater but I've changed my ways because due to you know um the harm of animals my health animal um planet everything like that so I you know if I can get a good meat substitute now and again if I fancy it then why not but I think um some people actually don't don't like it when it's too real like with the bone or something like that so um I mean for the football ground I think it worked really well because it is mainly meat eaters that come to the ground so I think you know people absolutely loved it but then um I had you know talks from um long-term vegans that said um it was a bit too much like it was just a bit too real it was a bit too real for me so that's fair enough yeah you know everyone's Everyone each to their own and all that. So yeah, I, I'm totally with you on that. Like I, I, it wasn't it wasn't ever about the taste necessarily. I mean, what I have found though is like over the course of time, some meat substitutes that taste too real. It's not like I dislike the taste. It's just that it reminds me a bit too much of the texture. Uh, yeah, the texture and the kind of like it's. I've got too much of an association with the kind of the you know with the whether it's the animal agriculture industry or the climate change or the rest of it sort of it all sort of sticks with me a bit too much yeah um, so occasionally i just get a bit weirded out but but very rarely i actually like like with the the biff's wings like i felt like they were suitably like different enough um, yeah but yet still felt like a really cool kind of like awesome treat and like um yeah just a really really kind of great uh, starter like on that particular day it was awesome nice i'm glad you liked it yeah it was it was it was it was it was ace yeah definitely but yeah i think i think my i don't know about you but i found like over the course of my time as time being vegan that my palate has changed quite significantly i used to be a lot more into the meat substitutes in the first kind of mm. year or so and i think as i've got probably slightly better at cooking that like, obviously not not in your league but like, <laughs> as I've got slightly better I've perhaps like just not not bothered so much because I've kind of felt like more comfortable cooking with with vegetables I don't know if you yeah. sort of fat, obviously probably have as a chef but mm. no 100% and um so when I cook for myself or just even at home like if I'm cooking for people I rarely use meat substitutes just because I think as, as a lot of people, especially meat eaters, will say, if you're vegan, then why do you need the meat substitute? Which I, I do get what they're saying, but at the end of the day, there's no harm and suffering going into that soy product or whatever it's made from, you know? Like, some people just like that texture. So it is good when you're cooking for meat eaters, but for me, like, when I cook for just myself, I won't use meat substitutes. I don't really see the point. I think that food tastes good without them, and you can get a meaty texture from beans, you know, you can get 
um, I mean, I really do like sunflower mints, which is made from plums, sunflower seeds. So I think um, that's, I mean, it's really high in protein. It's like really healthy. But I wouldn't call that a meat substitute because it's actually made, it's literally made directly from a plant. It's made from sunflower seeds, if that makes sense. Whereas it's not, you kind of um, dehydrate it in a bowl and it become it, look, it looks like a meat, um, like in mints. But at the same time, it's not exactly like mints, if that makes sense. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. <laughs> it's not so, been um, sort of fabricated. To, no. I'm with you. Like, it's not been synthesised to be meat from a variety of other ingredients. It kind mm. of is minced sunflower. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you go to a restaurant, a lot of these restaurants um, have got, uh, like, the Moving Mountains or the Beyond Meat burgers and stuff. It's just mad how they've like how they've done it, like how realistic it is, actually. Yeah, it, it, it is like that. Those sort of I, I go back and forth with because, like, on a mm. on a like on a palate wise point of view, like it's like it tastes amazing. It feels like a sort of you know your traditional sort of dirty burger, if you like. Mm. Like it does, it does, it does a job absolutely. But but with the same the same token, I sort of. I do feel a bit like um I don't know like what is this is is this kind of like has it got the health benefits that I kind of would would want to see from veganism <laughs> exactly because that's the thing as well a lot of I mean my first ever reason for going vegan was literally because of he my health reasons I had um like my skin wasn't very good. Um, you know, like I actually had an IBS when I was a bit younger, so I went vegetarian. Um, so that all being vegan really helped that. So then if I'm going to go on to then eating these meat substitutes, not all of them, like some of them actually like, can be quite healthy, but a lot of them are very high in saturated fat, high in salt, you know, to get that flavor. So if you're, if you want to be a healthy vegan, then probably best like just using, using, you know, natural foods like beans legumes vegetables you know you can make so much from them yeah there's um i was chatting to somebody a while back who's actually uh uh in the kind of burger manufacturing business guy from um miami burger called um, mm -hmm. tom Burznell. And yeah i listened to that one actually oh thank you <laughs> and he was talking about um like coconut oil in in most of these like burgers that 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 kind of the we've all got an association and he was essentially saying it's kind of a media created association that coconut oil is like this sort of superfood almost. And we're, mm. we're like, you know, putting it on our hair and we're eating it and we're doing this, that and the other. And he was kind of saying it's got an incredibly high saturated fat level. Um, yeah. and, and it still, you know, hasn't, whilst it's useful in cooking to some degree, like, you know some of these kind of burgers and meat substitutes and he was even talking about a particular chocolate bar i didn't name the brand but a, a popular chocolate bar in the vegan community that's sort of 60 percent coconut oil and and, mm. and so just got, got massive saturated fat issues and unarguably is un, less healthy than the than the kind of non-vegan equivalent Arguably, yeah. obviously, for, arguably, there's, yeah. there's all sorts of debate <laughs> about that, but um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I still don't really know which way to sit on the kind of mm. coconut oil debate. I don't know. I don't know where you, um, if you've got any views on it. I do, and I'm really glad you brought that up actually because you've just reminded me of when I listened to that podcast, and I was like, 
oh, I don't know about that, because, um, like, yeah, I completely agree, like, coconut oil does have a really high saturated fat, but it's good fat, so, like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's it's got a high, for example, using it in cooking, like, it's got the highest smoke point, apart from maybe rapeseed oil, but you, you should never use olive oil in cooking because it hasn't got a high smoke point, that should always be used for, um, like, salad dressings and stuff. Really? I did not know that. Yeah, it can actually get, like, it can be toxic if it's heated too much. Right. So, yeah, um, I mean... There's so many benefits of coconut oil. I mean, it's just like, yeah, like you said, in your hair. Like, I've been using coconut oil in my hair for years, and it well, it makes it feel amazing after I've washed it out. I use it on my skin. Um, it, You know, it it's a good, it's a boosting good cholesterol. So, obviously, it's, it's saturated fat, but it's not high in cholesterol like, uh, say, um, uh, uh, cow's milk is. So, like you're saying, arguably, it's more healthy than a um uh sorry it's less healthy than the dairy chocolate bar but when you look at all the the rubbish that goes into cow's milk after it's processed I definitely wouldn't probably say that because it's got a lot more cholesterol in it than coconut oil um it's good for your blood sugar so it balances that out um uh, yeah it's um like aids liver health so it can kind of like help flush you out um it's an energy booster and yeah it's just um it's an all-round pretty good and i don't think saturated fat isn't always necessarily a bad thing um unless it's processed saturated fat like trans fats and stuff like that so um yeah it's it's a natural fat and that's all it comes down to and just like your omega-3 9-6 they're all natural um fats and you need fat in your diet especially as a vegan not getting animal fats and you know everything like that you need you need everyone has, needs a certain amount of fat in their diet, and co- coconut oil isn't necessarily a pl- bad place to get that. Just don't overdo it, you know. Well, so, there we go. Th- thank you yeah, for that. That's I, all right. I feel I feel more enriched in the coconut oil discussion now. Oh, good. Because <laughs> when I listened to it, I was like, oh god, I hope that doesn't stop people from like. Uh, everyone has views, and you know, nutrition's such a huge topic that, like, you know, can be debated for hours because it's constantly changing. New research is always being done, but I think I just wouldn't want people to think bad of coconut oil because <laughs> <laughs> it is, it's a great product. But obviously, you've got to remember you need to get um, extra virgin, um, unrefined coconut oil. You know, right. not you know that's like the best stuff to get. Oh, and also what I do every morning, which I promise you works hundred percent, is um, I'll wake up and I'll put a blob of, uh, put about a teaspoons worth of coconut oil in my mouth. And I will swish it around my mouth. It's called, it's called oil pulling. I'm sure you've probably heard of it. Mm. Um, I'll swish it around my mouth for about 10 to 15 minutes and then spit it out, brush my teeth. And I think uh, you can probably notice a difference within two weeks that your teeth are whiter. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it 100% works. It's amazing. I tell everyone about it. <laughs> and what, so what coconut oil do you need to use to do that? Uh, just just extra virgin unrefined. Extra virgin unrefined coconut oil. Yeah, um, and yeah, it's uh, it's just so what it does is it will draw. Not only does it kind of like clean your teeth, mm. it um, draws out toxins from your stomach. So that's why it's best to do it before you've um, before you've eaten for the day. So as soon as you've woken up, um, it's better to do it then because what it does is it will um, kind of 
pull out toxins from your stomach and also an important message is that don't swallow the coconut oil like if once you've because because obviously because of bad stuff has been brought up you don't then want to put it back down in your stomach um and it you know it kills harmful bacteria within your mouth and it will help like um it help with tooth decay bad breath gum disease you know it prevents cavities and inflammation and stuff like that so yeah it's uh it's pretty awesome you've yeah you've changed your views on coconut oil nice i'm glad about that (laughs) i'm glad you brought it up actually it's one of those things where you you listen to and you're like no i wish i could have my input (laughs) well you're you're always welcome to come and do a reaction podcast if there's anything you you feel particularly (laughs) amazing (laughs) is is it incorrect feel free let me know that's the thing like i mean that's the thing like he's obviously done what was the man's name sorry tom Tom Bursnell. tom yes i'm sure tom's obviously done his research i'm not calling him uh, you know, a liar. I'm not saying that he's wrong, but from my personal experience and my research, that's what I think. And I mean, it's yeah, it's just a bit. It's it's like gold, liquid gold. I think sometimes solid. There you go. <laughs> yeah. You also taught me a little bit about olive oil because I probably naively and probably anyone listening is going, did, "How did you not know that?" But um, yeah, I. You'd be surprised. A lot of people don't actually know that. Yeah, I thought you could mm. merrily go on cooking with olive oil. Although, to be honest, I've got uh, I'm a rapeseed oil user generally. Yeah. Is, yeah. is my sort of oil of choice. Yeah, I do. I prefer rapeseed oil. I actually use um, rapeseed oil at the club, and um, it's a pretty amazing story actually about Forest Green. We so we get um, local rapeseed oil delivered to us, and then once we've used them in the fryers. We'll put the rapeseed oil back into the um, the barrels that they get delivered in, and then they'll then take it away, and then they'll use it to like recycle it to make biodiesel for the tractors. Oh, really? Yeah. That's very cool. I yeah, so that's that. cool. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Rapeseed oil is good. And do you know what? People always comment about the chips at Forest Green. I'm like, what is like? Oh, yeah, I get their chips in clean oil. Like that's great. Surely they're like that most places. But I think it's just because it is like organic rapeseed oil. That's it. Totally. That's all that's put in it. Yeah. Whereas I've heard McDonald's in their fryers, they'll put like there's like chemicals and just in the chip yeah. fryers. Yeah. Well, it's not you know your standard crisp and dry or whatever. Not that mm. I know anything about crisp and dry, so don't sue me. but um (laughs) don't name brand names but um yeah it's not not your typical sort of shop bought uh oil is it you know like that you guys use so Mm. i imagine that's what they're tasting right that that freshness and the freshness of the ingredients and the you know like you say the clean oil and the organic oil and all the rest of it so but they are they are awesome there's no, <laughs> there's yeah, no doubt I'm glad you it. like them. Yeah, it's, it's only a shame I don't live closer because I, I think I'd just pop up on a Saturday just to get something to eat. Yeah. <laughs> Love <else>. that. Brilliant. <laughs> uh, it's oh. about time they, um, they started a restaurant chain that you uh, that you looked after for them. I know, that would be good, wouldn't it? The future, Definitely. hopefully. At least some products we could buy in supermarkets. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
Yeah, I was going to say something, but actually I don't think that I can say that just because it's not even a thing at the moment. So it's not reason. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, hopefully there'll be, I mean, we have in, you know, we work closely with different um, restaurants and stuff to have like a forest green product. So for example, in Stroud, um, there's a, rest- a pizzeria called Fat Tony's Pizza. Oh, yeah, I've seen the, seen the sign at the ground, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they um, they actually have a Forest Green Rovers pizza on their menu. It wasn't <laughs> made by me or anything like that. It was their, it's their pizza, but um, it's a vegan pizza. So, um, yeah, and it's just like it's, really it's cool. part of our partnership. So that's pretty cool. So we look at doing more stuff like that with some like other brands and restaurants and everything like that. So that's pretty cool. Love it. Love yeah. It. Well, time's got away from us. Can you believe it? Hasn't it? We love a chat, don't we? Love a chat. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so when does the website launch, Jade? When can we check out these recipes? I would say um, definitely by the end of the week. Cool. But that's, yeah, 100% by the end of the week. But I'm hoping the next few days. But, yeah, I'm just not going to say that just in case it's not. <laughs> so this podcast will be out mm. after after the website has launched okay cool so hopefully so, everyone's enjoying my website yeah so hopefully <laughs> if you pop onto is it it's jadesgreenkitchen.com right it's jadesgreenkitchen.co.uk jadesgreenkitchen.co.uk okay yeah jadesgreenkitchen actually no sorry it is dot com it's <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was yes yeah it is dot dot com yeah because i've made one before under dot co dot uk and then i didn't so it's dot com yeah ignore me cool but i mean it will take me a while to build up the blog posts i'll be doing like one every few days but yeah eventually there'll be loads and that people can scan through so yeah yay so let me know how you get on with that and um i hope everything's good with you in quarantine too with your baby it's good yeah I, yeah I, much huge respect to all of the um the nursery assistants and school teachers out there because mm. their their gig is not easy uh god yeah i bet <laughs> uh, yeah we're just trying to cope with um the little man who is absolutely oh, wonderful and it's awesome spending loads of time with him um but yeah it's definitely a challenge trying to do a full-time job and keep um little arthur entertained Oh, bless. Um, I can imagine. I think, as I, as I mentioned to you earlier, um, talking of Forest Green Connections, ever since his last visit there, which was the first one that he can remember because the first time he went, he was far too small. He was, like, literally asleep, sort of baby size. Um, oh. And the, the, so the last time he went, which was, I don't know when, time's all a bit of a blur now, but it was probably about six months ago, mm-hmm. he... Um, he met the Green Devil, which for people who don't know is the the Forest Green Rovers like mascot. Hangs out with all the kids, and um, <laughs> he was so taken aback by this this sort of thing that he'd never seen anything like that. He still, from time to time, shouts um, "Green Devil" at the football match. Is what oh he says. Oh my god, that's so do- even when you're not listening, watching Forest Green. No, honestly, he just randomly <laughs> shouts it. Um, but yeah, he does oh. do it sometimes when we when we're watching Forest Green, which we can do through. There's a Forest Green live thing that you can watch. Um, oh, cool! Yeah, yeah. So we, like a... yeah, so we do that. We have we have that. We're subscribers of that. So sometimes we we've got it on the telly. 
and oh he he does I, i'm sure he recognizes the green kits or whatever but he shouts green devil at the football match that's adorable so, bless uh, him yeah so that's his big takeaway from that that and your sausage rolls he's um really did you like them big fan of sausage rolls yeah <laughs> big fan. amazing um, oh so i'll have to get some sent to you he's not really that bothered about watching football just yet but um, yeah but when he when he does, he'll be Forest Green's biggest fan. I'm sure he will. The green, <laughs> yeah, it will. Yeah, the green devils the trolls will keep him coming. I'm sure. Oh, amazing! Oh, that's really sweet. <laughs> great, great. Sentence.